In today's show, we're looking at the action for Saturday in the NBA. Mick, what do you reckon? Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. We have got seven games for Saturday. It's vitally important here last couple of days of the week to make sure your streams are correct, make sure your matchup is going the direction that you want it to go, making sure you're paying attention to what is actually going on around the league. So, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) (laughs) First game we're looking at is the Timberwolves in the heat, as I adjust my microphone. Patrick Beverly is off the injury report for the Timberwolves game on Friday. Does that mean he will play on Saturday? I don't know. They have got guys going in and out of the lineup every day. Beverly has basically played... We played Friday, sat Saturday. Played Monday, sat Wednesday. He's going to play Friday. Does that mean he's going to sit on Saturday? He's just playing one every second game. That's what we want to watch. They've also got Edwards, Vanderbilt, Prince, and McLaughlin, all questionable for Friday. So they could have a really weird lineup going out there. Malik Beasley has been benefiting from injuries to Beverly, to Vanderbilt, to Edwards, to Russell. More minutes playing well, what's his role? If all these guys happen to play, which feels like a long shot at this stage, does Beasley play 18 minutes? What's his role look like on a healthy team? Will there ever be a healthy team in the near term for this Wolves team? I don't know. But the Miami Heat, it is a back-to-back for them also. So I want to watch Gabe Vincent because I don't expect that Victor Oladipo is going to play in the game on Saturday. So Vincent should return to the rotation. But there's also a possible, a possible, there's also a possibility that General Soreness Jimmy Butler, that his um, sinus congestion just keeps him out again. He's currently questionable with his sinus congestion for Friday. And we'll see whether that sinus congestion carries over to Saturday. We'll see how Butler is able to push through. Um, that debilitating condition and get ready to have play on Saturday. But there is opportunity for him or for Gabe Vincent to push into more minutes. Now, there could also be more minutes because Caleb Barton is also questionable for Friday after suffering that knee injury on Wednesday. So the Heat have got a few injury concerns at guard and wing, and they're going to have definitely one of those guys out in Victor Oladipo on Saturday. Well, not definitely. They haven't confirmed he'll sit back-to-backs. He'll sit back-to-backs. But we'll see how everyone else sort of fits in. And then Kyle Lowry, who's been not good, I guess, the last couple in terms of not scoring or shooting. Sister have been fine, but I'd like to see a little bit of an uptick in usage for big Kyle. The Pacers and the Spurs. Injuries here, of course. Malcolm Brogdon with a concussion. Don't know where that really came from, but that's fine. He's out uh, across the uh, the back-to-back on the weekend. So Chris Duarte, I would think, would step into the starting lineup, but his toe's rooted, man. He played 16 minutes in his first game back. Is he going to be able to sustain 30? This is the only situation where I'd even consider looking at him for 12 teams. He's a back-to-back stream with Brogdon out, but there's no guarantee he starts. They might put O'Shea Brissett at the three, start Jalen Smith and Isaiah Jackson together. 
with Heald and Halliburton. Because uh, uh, Duarte is screwed, man. He's not playing well. He's hurt. The toe's, the toe's in real trouble. And I'm not sure if they're going to start him, but we want to watch that. Also, Isaiah Jackson. Can this bloke stay out of foul trouble? He did end up with 22 minutes last game. He played eight the game before. If he plays 27, it's a long shot. But if he plays 27, this is a top 60 player. He just won't play 27. Hopefully, he finds a way to stop touching other men's hands. That would be great if he could just keep his hands to himself and not get those fouls so he could get those extra minutes for the Spurs. I, it is a back-to-back for San Antonio. And we've already seen that today that um, Doug McDirt, well, today for Friday's game, that Dougie McDirt is going to be sitting out due to um, congestion. I don't know what's going on around the NBA. I don't know what this congestion thing is, but Dougie McDirt's out for congestion. But we have seen multiple times this season, especially lately, that on the second game of a back-to-back, DeJounte, Pirtle, Keldon, maybe Vassell, they just sit him down. Don't. This is a team that I don't think is really pushing for the playoffs or play-in. Um, it is against the Pacers. They could probably still win it. Don't be surprised to see DeJounte, Keldon, and Pirtle out. Therefore, you might be able to fire up a little bit of Trey Jones, some Josh Richardson, Lonnie Walker, Devin Vassell. But I don't know that at this point. We're a day out from this game. And I do think there's a possibility. So just really, really watch after the Spurs play the Jazz on Friday to see if there's any word from Pop um, about sitting guys on the Saturday. I think it's a distinct distinct possibility. That's the word that I am trying to get across. College basketball, it is that time of year again. The tournament is finally upon us. So for all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. What's your favorite Vegas casino game? Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Cavs Bulls. Lowry Markin and Revenge game. Let's see what they decide to do because it's been a bit tough to predict in the one game that we've had without Jared Allen. They do play Friday as well, the Cavs, and Karis Levert's out on Friday. I don't know whether Levert will play on, on Saturday against the Bulls. But yeah, Markinen only played 30 minutes against the Pacers despite Allen being out. Chetty Osman played 12 minutes. Kevin Love played 15, and Dean Wade played 37. Now, if you had to ask me before that game, which many of you did, and all of you who are members of Basketball Monster implicitly asked me what those minutes were like, never in a million fucking years would I have told you that Chetty Osman and Kevin Love would combine for 27 while Dean Wade plays 37. It beggars belief that that would be the decision you make as a coach. And they won by just three points against the Pacers team that's trying to lose. So maybe that wasn't the right way to go, JB. I don't know. JB's been really good this year. That was questionable. But we want to see how it all plays out between Love, between Osman, between Markinen, between Isaac Okoro, maybe. 10 unnecessary minutes of Ed Davis. Maybe not unnecessary, because behind Mobley, they, yeah, Markinen and Love aren't centers, I guess. So yeah, playing Davis there makes a little bit of sense. But we want to see how that plays out. Will we get more Love? Will we get more Osman? I wouldn't bother with Osman in 12s. I wouldn't bother with Wade in 12s. Love, I would. But... If it doesn't happen again here, then I don't know where we are. And boys, Alex Caruso, it's time for me to do it. The Rabbit Hunter. Be very quiet. 
I'm hunting rabbits. And it looks like he's back. He, along with the skater boy, Zach Levine. They're both questionable for Saturday's game. Uh, Dasunmu and Vooch are both probable. Do we go and add Caruso? I'll tell you what we don't do. We don't drop Dasunmu with this news. I think Dasunmu can coexist with Caruso until Lonzo's back. It obviously kills Kobe White and Javante Green. Is Caruso a must-roster player? Huh. I think he's worth grabbing if you are in dire need of steals. But I would expect first game back, he plays 25 minutes. He doesn't really blow us away. But he's going to be worth a grab there for sure. And then, you know, while I'm here being relatively confident that Dasunmu is going to keep his role somewhat or yeah, most of it and still be productive, he might not be. Maybe he does get really eliminated here with the return of Caruso and they want to get more scoring in by using Kobe White. And I'd argue they have more scoring with Levine and DeRozan there anyway. But maybe they want White in there ahead of Dasunmu because Caruso can fill that defensive role that Dasunmu's been um, having. So we will see. But that's, that is obviously something for us to watch. For the Bucks, I don't know what I want to watch. They're just boring as shit for fantasy, really. Grayson Allen, maybe? Is George Hill ever going to play? What's wrong with this bloke's neck? We just haven't seen him for so long. Um, Grayson Allen, you know, high 20s, low 30s minutes. There is some stream value, definitely for 14-team leagues. I also want to watch the big fella, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Is Giannis the favorite for MVP in your mind? And For me, he's not quite... I, yeah, The top three are pretty clear. Um, Giannis, Jokic, Embiid. I don't know if Giannis is there as, as the number one guy, but... What I want to watch here is obviously him being great, but also, you know, free, fr free throws. Are you going to kill me? Are you going to help me? I don't know. I think we've always just got to go into a scenario or a season with Giannis going, I'm drafting him, I'm punting free throws, and whatever I get out of that is a bonus. If I win a category with it, oh, well, what a huge bonus that is. But I don't think we should be expecting 75% every night. We hope for it. We shouldn't expect it. For the Warriors, they're still going to be dealing with the absence of Draymond Green, James Wiseman, Andre Iguodala. We don't have an update on the Dr. Gary Payton or an Otto Porter who have missed the last three games. Payton's actually missed four in a row with those uh, knee injury for Payton and Porter dealing with a general illness, whatever that means. Um, so we're going to watch John Kaminga, who, with those guys out, pushes to higher minutes. When those guys play, it is a little bit harder to see those big minutes. And the same goes for the old, uh, the other rookie, Moses Moody. When you look at Moody, 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 Moses Moody. Who uh, could easily start or could be out of the rotation. I, I think we need to you know, brace ourselves for either of those possibilities. I don't think that he's much more than a deeper league stream, even though I do like him as a long-term player. And we also need to watch Jordan Poole, who's been playing at a really high level lately. He started out on fire, dropped off a bit. Clay returned, got completely lost. And now he's flying at the moment. And actually, he's actually, the last couple of games, been better than Clay Thompson. That is not to say that he's better than Clay Thompson or he's going to be better than Clay Thompson. He's definitely been better than Andrew Wiggins over the last three or four games. Um, but does that continue? Can he keep up this really high level of form? I have my doubts, but he's been great. We're going to look at the Raptors and the Nuggets next. Let's look at the big sneeze, Precious Achua, and Chris Boucher, and Thad Young, and the big tree, Ken Birch. Ananobi still remains out. Achua's been getting you 21, 22 minutes. It's not 
anywhere close to 12-team value, or probably 14. He's probably in the 16-team league zone. But he is playing probably higher level than those other three centers. It's just not high enough for us to care about for most leagues. Well, Delano Banton played 21 minutes last game. That's because Malachi Flynn was out, and it was a bit of a blowout. What does Banton's playing time look like? Will they give him decent minutes? It just doesn't really help their shooting at all. But they probably do need someone to help you know, spell some minutes there behind Van Vliet. Well, for the Nuggets, they finally ran out of gas against the Warriors last game. We don't know about Farton Will Barton, but what we do know is in the games without Barton, Monty Morris has really ramped it up. Usage up, shooting well, very aggressive. But usually when he plays with Barton, he doesn't do much. At 10 points, four assists. He goes into his shell. So can we see Morris fire up next to Barton? Also, the big stiffy Bones Highland. Like him, really like what he can do, but there's always a cap on his upside because of Rivers and Morris and Barton and Forbes and probably not Faku, probably not Davon Ree, but they can always come in and chip away. But I really like what Bones is doing. Really like um, his his value. I saw someone tweet at me today. I don't know who it was, but said, man, you know, why does Rivers play more than Highland? Well, the reason is, is Malone's a old school coach who values veterans more than rookies. And you can say whether that's correct or not. That doesn't matter. But Rivers, I think, unequivocally is a better defender than Bones. And that is why he will get those more minutes than Bones. But then he also said something which highlighted to me a couple of things um, that we have very... People have very different perceptions of things. They said, I think Bones Highland is going to be like uh, better than Prime Rajon Rondo. Like, what? Now, Prime Raj Rondo now, not good. Prime Rajon Rondo, very good. But also, Bones Highland, not anything, in my mind, remotely similar to Rajon Rondo as a player. Not even remotely close to it. But it just shows how different people's opinions can be. Whether they're wrong or not, it doesn't matter. But how different people's opinions are. Like, oh, the first person I look at when I look at Bones Highland is whatever the opposite of Rajon Rondo is. So I, I, that's, again, when we're talking trades for trades and dynasty evaluations, all that sort of stuff, is that people think wildly differently. So you can go, oh, what a taco league, what a stupid trade. No one's going to accept that. There are people who think things wildly differently to how, we, to how me or you or how anyone sees things. Doesn't make us right or wrong. It just makes it different. So exploring that stuff, finding those little weird things that people might think or things that appear weird to you, I think is part of the fun of fantasy is understanding how perceptions or how... Do you have a perception that's widely different? How do you take that to your advantage? Does someone else in your league have something that makes you think that they're crazy? Then try and exploit it. It might not be. It might be right and you might be the one who ends up looking dumb. But understanding that that difference is out there and I don't know why I just philosophize on that so much, but there we are. I did. Let's look at the next game. The Wizards and the Trail Blazers. Christos Porzingis will sit out of this game. So do we finally get good minutes of Dan Gafford? I think we almost have to. I think anybody with any sort of functioning eyes can tell us that Gafford is a better option than Tom Bryant. But let me say it this way. Gafford has produced much better when he comes off the bench versus as a starter. Shout out Montrez Harrell. I think they'll go back to Gafford starting. But I don't know if they'll go to 28. I'd like them to start Tom Bryant and play him 17 or so. And then let's let Gafford run that bench situation and then close games out. I'd like to see them try that. I don't know if they will. also want to see Ish Smith, who's been a really good assist and steal streamer. And yeah, that can have value. We're in this point of the week. It's two days to go. Matchup's over in two days. Do you need assist? Maybe Ish is the guy. If they've got to stream someone, him or Neto, Neto will probably play more. But Ish will probably get more assists. 
And that's just going to depend on where you, where you, uh, where your matchup sits. For Portland, Anthony Simons is out. I don't remember exactly what I said about Simons the other day, but I did say something along the lines of he. There is a chance that he sits this game, and maybe he is able to return soon after that. But I don't think he lasts the rest of the season. I don't have any more information on that, and I don't think Portland has any more information on that. Um, but there are a lot of factors at play there. Some of them I can't talk about, but. Again, my expectation is that Simons does play again this year, but does not last to the end of the year. When that happens, or, or if that happens, I don't know, but that is my expectation based on what I have been told. So Simons is out. We don't have an update on Justice Winslow yet. Again, I do expect Winslow to return at some point as well. I just don't, I don't think it'll be in this game. So we're going to look at Brandon Williams again. Williams stunk it up against the Jazz, but he was pretty good against the Wolves. He has a real chance of being horribly inefficient, but he's going to get a lot of shots. So there is streamable value there if you're if you're able to uh, absorb the field goal hit. The other guy who has been playing solidly is Keon Johnson. Keon Johnson's a guy that I liked in the draft, mainly for his upside athleticism, a guy that could develop into a player and hasn't really done huge amounts here, except the last two games have been good. Coming off the bench, he's scoring pretty well. He's showing some playmaking flashes. He's still pretty athletic. He's an interesting option, at least to stream. I think there's a solid role here for him. The Kings and the Jazz is the last game of the day. Dante DiVincenzo. Elvin Gentry, I know everyone loves you as a bloke, and I know, honestly, some sorry kids, I know you sit there with Sacramento and go, these fucking blokes, I do not give a fuck. That is the energy that Elvin Gentry has given all season to me. He's like, I can't, I can't with these guys, and why should I? Right. But why would you... The patterns don't make sense. DiVincenzo, 22, 25, 29, 34 minutes, 27 minutes, 12. What? I don't, I don't want to see Justin Holiday play. Oh, yeah, he's got to play the vets, mate. He's a coach. He's an interim coach. And he's out there as an interim coach. He's got to get wins to save his job. That's just how it's all... That's what it all is. Now, there's so many things wrong with that statement. Number one is, surely, surely the front office and the coach have a chat and they're like, we would rather you try and see what we've got in these guys that we literally just brought in because we believe they can be something. If it ends up losing you a game, that's fine. It's not impact. We're not, can you imagine, maybe this is true because there are dumb front officers, shout out to Sacramento. There are dumb front officers out there, but imagine a front office coming into, you know, hire a, uh, hire a coach or a newer coach and go, well, we're looking at one thing only. What is your win loss record? What you won 30 games, you're fired. What do, you, what do you mean that you were starting Brandon Williams? doesn't matter. You only won 30 games. So see you later. There is no way in the world, for as bad as the Kings are, under no circumstance is there the one metric they are using wins to hire a coach. They are, there is no chance that is the case. So that argument doesn't make sense. And secondly, starting Justin Holiday does not get you to fucking win games. They have won, what? One game out of the last five? Two out of the last 10, I think it is. Let's let's count it out. One, two, three, four, five. They've won two out of their last nine games. Guess who started all of those games? Justin Holiday. Oh, the vets, mate. We just want to win games. It doesn't work. What what are you you hoping for that you lose? You think you might go one out of nine instead of two out of nine if you switch DiVincenzo or Mitchell in there? The logic is just bullshit. Anyway, that's me ranting. I'm fired up. 
Um, as for the big ragu, it's really bloody hard to hold if we're going to have this dicking around going on. And this is what we said a lot. Like, he was trending towards getting that role, but with four blokes stealing those minutes, it's hard to trust. And that's where we are. Last game, Sabonis was suspended, so Lyles played 35 minutes. I'd expect him to go back to playing 20. But maybe he sticks at that high number. I don't think so. Uh, I don't know about Rashawn Holmes, who's missed the last two games for personal reasons. The personal reasons I'm guessing, guessing, the personal reasons are I do not want to be in Sacramento anymore and you guys have shafted me, so I'm not playing. And they've gone, okay. I, that's how it feels to me. But the Jazz, back-to-back -back for Utah. Mike Conley, oh, we're going to ramp up his minutes. He's going to play back-to-backs. Minutes ramped down. Will he play the back-to-back? -back? I have significant doubts. The other thing I would look at is Boyan Bogdanovich, who's sitting out on Friday. Is that because it's a back-to-back -back with that thigh contusion? Will he be ready to play? I expect Conley to sit and Boyan to play in this game for the Utah Jazz. Now, maybe I need to go have a built bar. I'm still waiting for my boxes to arrive though, so I don't have one, but that's that's disappointing. I hate waking up in the morning and going, oh, how do I go through another day without my built bars? But you don't have that problem. You can go and order them right now. You don't have to have them shipped halfway around the world like I do. You can go to built.com and order yourself the best tasting protein bars ever. These things taste like candy bars, but they're high in protein and low in calories. 17 grams of protein, that's a big thumbs up. 130 calories, that's also a big thumbs up. How, how do they do it? And the flavors are amazing as well. So go to built.com and use the code LOCKED15. Order yourself boxes and boxes of Built Bars because Built Bar is built different. Only one team with a back-to-back -back over the weekend and that is your Indiana Pacers. So, O'Shea Brissett, Chris Duarte, Dwayne Washington Jr., if available, Isaiah Jackson, Jalen Smith, O'Shea, O'Shea Brissett, we've got there. We're just firing up paces for the back-to-back -back weekend. There's no Brogdon, remember? Stevenson's out as well. So you're going to have Duarte, Brissett, Washington, Smith, Jackson, those guys, all good stream options. For Saturday's action, category leagues, Drew Eubanks, although it's a bit of a fart, isn't it? But whatever, you can stream him. Duarte, Trenton Watford, Javante Green, Denny Avdia, he's trending down. Um, Kevon Looney, Brandon Williams, Corey Kispert, Dante DiVincenzo, Grayson Allen. Deeper leagues, we're looking at PJ Tucker, Jermichael Green, the big stiffy bones Highland. CJ Allaby, Tom Bryant, Keon Johnson, Trey Jones, Trey Lyles, Dean Wade, and Isaac Okoro. And for points leagues, Jalen Smith, Brandon Williams, Patrick Beverly, assuming he plays, but I don't know. Drew Eubanks, Devin Vassell, Isaiah Jackson, Chris Duarte, Keon Johnson, Trendon Watford, and Kevon Looney. And that We'll do it for today's show. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, what are you waiting for? Give it a thumbs up. Ring the little notification bell. Just flick it. Just give it a couple of little flicks and write a comment down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.